community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds podcast. I'm here with Patch for our first episode of Pocket Profiles. We're going to be bringing you 18 episodes, one for each club of these mini pods, breaking down some of the top line stuff you need to know. Patch, shout out to Telebeats for the intro, shout out to you for being here and shout out to Supercoach for opening tonight. If you're listening to this on the day of launch, Supercoach launches tonight be available to you people listening from the 28th of January. Folks, it's exciting. It's time to build your teams. Although, Patch, everyone's probably already built their team on our website. I mean, yes, we did have that wonderful team pick out and come out, which was super duper exciting. Um, But it's you get to see it on the screen with all of the your favorite captaincy buttons and your your swapping things. It's I'm excited. I don't sound like it, but my God, I'm excited. I'm just just slowly processing. It's been a, been an off season. It's time to you know wind the gears up and uh, and really get cracking on it. How are you, my good friend? I'm fantastic, Patch. It's like the second of three Christmases we get for Supercoach. You get team picker dropping, then you get live Supercoach dropping, and then you get round one. But Patch, I think we need to push on. We're looking at Collingwood for the first episode. We are exciting yeah. stuff. A lot to talk about here. And Patch, we're going to start with our locks. From Collingwood, and I'm interested to hear who you've got in this category. Yes, well, we're going to go through just very quick. We we'll go through seven different categories for each team, punch them out because they're pocket profiles. If you can't pick it in, your, fit it in your pocket, then you got to get new pants, which have like bigger pockets, like another leg. We're already getting delayed. <laughs> tangent. I'm getting the tangent out of the way early. Okay, um, the lock is. Uh, I suppose it could well be one of your locks uh, because you mentioned him on our podcast a week or so ago. Taylor Adams in the midfield um, would be he bloody lock. He he bloody lock in the sage words of, words of crouching one. Uh, good at football has to stand up in that midfield. Finished the season on fire. Um, yeah, good footballer. Yeah. Thanks to a lot of these stats, by the way, jump on the website. Barron's put up a breakdown of everyone's average uh, throughout the year. He broke it up into three little segments, one rounds one to three, uh, sorry, rounds one to six, seven to 12, 13 to 18, and then a little bonus treat for you, finals. And this man, as we discussed last week, go back and listen to that pod, stood up in finals, averaged 114 over the games that he played. Averaged 109.6 for the regular Supercoach season. He's just about a lock. And thanks to some fantastic information provided from Azza, we know that he's attended 76% of centre bounces in 2020. He was the second highest player in that Collingwood midfield outside of Brady Grundy. And that's not going to change this year. He's just about as locked away as you can be. Yep. Do you have another lock uh, in Collingwood? At Collingwood? Yeah, well... I, do we need to spend much time on, on the man Brody Grundy at all? Do we need to talk about him? Um, I feel like we will have that discussion about whether or not you play, you pick him ahead of Gorn, with Gorn. That's a separate discussion. Looking at Brody Grundy as a player, you lock him in. He's just, he's good at football. He's very clearly the lock from the ruck line. For the forward line, we've got 
steel side bottom patch. I don't think anyone's going to be disagreeing with us on this mid forward five hundred and eighty eight thousand dollars he's going to be probably the number two selected forward this year only played nine games in 2020 averaged 109.5 uh, had a big 117 when he returned late in that season patch before he uh wasn't allowed to play again yep. he barely spent any time at center bounces that's probably going to continue in 2021 he's going to be a forward line player that goes up the wing and can get into the guts as well uh, is there anything we don't like about him? Um, I feel like he's the sort of player that will dip in price. Like forwards traditionally dip in price. They'll they'll dip around. Some will like bottom out severely very quickly. Um, I know a lot of people have thought that about Dustin Martin the last couple of years. Um, he will dip in price. I'm not sure he comes out the gate and averages the 112, 113 he'll need to maintain that price, but you're picking him as a keeper. It, yeah, that would be my only real question mark on him. There's no doubt you'll get at least 100 points a game out of steel side bottom. Agree. The worry with a lot of these forward lines and a lot of these high close to 600k players is going to be maintaining that price. But I think in the forward line, you know, looking at it already, he's going to be a top six forward for us barring injury and you may as well lock it away at the start of the season. Yep, agreed. <laughs> Finally, in defense, We'll do with the lock of this position. For me, it's uh, it's very tight between Braden Maynard and Jack Crisp, and I think I'm gonna give Jack Crisp the uh, the nod. Mm, controversial, considering he, he averaged a bit more and has severely burnt you in the past. Yeah, he has burnt the hell out of me before, but I just you know what you're gonna get from him. You're gonna get about a hundred points. Braden Maynard did a fantastic job in 2020 patch. But he hasn't done that fantastic job as consistently or as long as Jack Crisp. Crisp was also bloody, bloody reliable, doesn't miss games. And, uh, you know, at 16 less K, maybe that cash helps me out somewhere else. Perhaps, although I've got Maynard at 4.59, which is probably incorrect um, sitting there on that little dot. No, he's at 5.59. 559. That is a typo. That is a typographical error. Let he who has not made a typographical error cast the first stone. Now let me go get my rock. Um, we're moving, speaking of, well, rocks, knocks, it rhymes. Uh, we'll move on to our knocks, and we're pretty unanimous here. Uh, don't need to spend too much time on it. Who is our knock from the Collingwood Football Club? Yeah, our knock is definitely Jordan Dugowie for a million, million reasons. But let's talk purely super coach. People are pretty confident that he's going to spend more time midfield time. Midfield. More midfield more time. Midfield time. Personal um, best on the time track, training with the midfield group. But with guess him. what? He They need people to kick goals. They've got rid of a couple of players who could kick goals in the offseason. And uh, he's. I think he's going to be firmly entrenched in this forward line. And to be honest, Patch, he's not that impressive in the midfield from a super coach point of view anyway. No. No, he's... No. Agreed. He had one um, score in 2020 above 100, which was a 151, which is huge and awesome. Uh, but guess what? He kicked five goals in that game, and that's what they want him to do. He's playing the forward line. Jamie Elliott's the forward that's going to go into the midfield, and he doesn't score well either. Agreed. Agreed. Who is your bolter from Collingwood? Yeah, so I like this one. My bolter is... uh, I don't know if you call him a bolter or a breakout patch. I guess we can debate the merits of that, but it's John Noble for me, mate. I'm a big on this kid. I think... 
there's opportunities for guys like Crisp and Maynard to push up the ground. And I think John Noble can step into a bigger role again this year. Uh, 393K, I'm not going to be starting him. Averaged 73 across the year and admittedly had a, a pretty shit finals. But I think I think they want the ball in his hand and I think we're going to see more and more use of, uh, from his kicking coming outside of defence. Don't mind one to monitor in the preseason as a bolter. Now, I'm going to ask you to not look at, uh, at the this page of stats we've got in front of us as I tell you about the player I've got as a bolter. Um, averaged 110 for the year. Finished the year like a house on fire with 121 average in five games. Has a history of scoring well. Scott Pendlebury had a poor 2020 from a uh, poor 2019. He was kind of out of form, out of sorts. Had a patch through the middle of the year where he wasn't scoring that well. Only scored average 71 in the finals, but. There have been a few departures from that Collingwood side. They need some leadership because they've got a lot of young players they'll be blooding this year. I have a, I'm not saying I'm going to pick him, but Scott Pendlebury intrigues me. It's an interesting one. I almost had him as my uh, my knock because I think he's definitely overpriced, 592. My, my thing about Pendlebury is he's so good in so many positions that maybe they start to rely less on him in the midfield and maybe put him behind the ball a bit more, which we saw at times in 2020. And maybe even when they're desperate for some some forward line attack, maybe they push him up the ground a bit more. Like I, if And if I was coaching Collingwood, and I know Scott Pendlebury is fantastic and he's awesome, but I'd be giving that midfield time to guys who I who I believe are the future um, we talked about Elliot. They've talked about Dugowie. I don't see that one happening. We know that Dacos and there's, there's uh, well, he's more of a forward player, but you know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah, I'm giving I, that time to the future. Yeah. And and that's, you know, the smart way to play it. Is Nathan Buckley a smart man? It's an endless debate in the football world. We'll find out. He's, he's one I'm very intrigued by. And that, that end to the season, those are those final five games, averaging 121, says that maybe there's, maybe there's still spikes. Maybe it's still a spark, rather, in the old dog. That's that's also not the phrase. Let, let's move on. There's, <laughs> let's life move in, on. there's life in the old dog yet. Let's move on to our rookie selections. Do any of the rookies they picked out uh, look good? I mean, they did what they said they were trying to do. They they got back into the draft and they got some players and all it cost them was three quite talented footballers and arguably one of their best players and them to pay another club a million dollars for him to play there. And they did pick up some rookies. And draft picks for next year. Um, well, yeah, and, but we don't talk the, about and that. And their dignity um, and any sort of self-respect they had in the, you know, in that sort of footballing world. Um, the derision, like there are memes about them on Twitter, which oof, you don't come back from memes about you on Twitter. And I can say that as an Essendon supporter who has dealt with so many memes about us not winning finals. Um, do you want me to go on? I think we can move on. Let's mention some of those rookies they picked up. Henry Oliver, Finlay McRae, uh, Tom Wilson, Liam McMahon, Reef McInnes, Caleb Poulter, Isaac Chug, 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 Chug and Chug. Jack Ginevan. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. A lot of those players had pretty high raps. It's just a matter of who we think is going to get to that side and what do we think do we think Collingwood's playing rookies or do we think they're trying to main, hold on to a finals position? I, mm, I'm not sure. I think, you know, surely you'd think they'd start seeing the writing on the wall um, that, you know, they're the very good players. Of, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. 
um, because it's not even really an aging list to take Penderbury out of it. And there are a lot of players kind of in their prime, but I don't know, Reef McInnes has massive wraps on him. Didn't get a huge chance in the midfield with the Chargers because he was stuck behind, you know, some players like Matt Rowell and Noah Anderson and Will Phillips and all these spuds that just wouldn't get out of his way. <clears throat> um, but yeah, no, they, I reckon they'll, at least two of them should get game time. And I would say McInnes and McRae would be the two there. I'm keeping a really close eye on Trent Bianco as well. Was uh, was hit by injury last year and didn't have the chance to play in the VFL. Don't think he's there round one, but I think midway through the year we could see him emerge, playing off halfback on a wing um, as it's kind of an outside midfielder. He's one I'm keeping a, a close eye on as well. Yes, yeah, super highly touted by uh, f- uh, fantasy Freako and champion Data in his draft year had some really nice numbers next to his name. Just whether he can put it together on an AFL field for us, but. I like it, Patch. I like it. The next thing we got to look at, do you have anyone who's going to break out? Which I guess the bolt of the breakout, I kind of said my one, John Noble. Do you have someone who you think is going to break out? Uh, well, the person who I think will, you know, most likely to break out um, is kind of in John Noble's role and in the role that would potentially keep um, Bianco out of that team in that it's Isaac Quainor, assuming he doesn't have his shin spliced in half again this year. Um, oh, I still have nightmares about that. It was kind of horrific that one um but you know up and running back to uh back to normal and looks like a supremely talented player um jury's still out on his you know scoring capability um whether or not he's you know will develop into a uh, a full primo or if he becomes kind of an adam Saad-esque, you know brilliant footballer but not necessarily fan- as fantasy relevant as your, your jake lloyds and these other defenders that just kind of run off halfback and collect the ball at will one to monitor um, could break out, not saying he will, but he, he'd be my pick out of that side to break out, considering Collingwood from a supercoach perspective are pretty heavily guns and rookies. Yeah, I've probably got mine mixed up, but I guess Josh Dacos, a guy I mentioned before, 442k, averaged 82 for the year, but last five games, averaged 91 of the regular season, struggled like a lot of the Collingwood players did in a supercoach sense in the finals. Uh, he's probably someone... I'll probably mix them up here, but he's probably someone I'm watching as someone who plays on the wing and can go forward and impact in the scoreboard and, well, in theory, could play anywhere. So he's one I'm watching. But I love the Quainor pick, and I think I think him and him and Noble are really vying for that for that that same sort of spot. I think they can both be in the side, but I think the role one of, they're vying for the same role that one of those key distributors when uh, when Crisp and that move up the ground. So yeah. I think that's a, a beautiful little pick. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not rushing to pick either of those guys, but I, I think one of them will potentially go there. Um, they could potentially be a trap, but who's someone you know will be a trap this year, like Dog? It's sort of hard. Like you said, it's, it's guns and rookies, isn't it? I mean, you could just as easily say, like we said, he's a lock. Brody Grundy could be a trap as well. 650K is a lot of your starting cash. A guy that, even though he averaged 121 last year, Struggled, not struggled, but dipped off towards the end of the season. He still produced some magnificent, magnificent scores. And we got to ask ourselves, is, is he a trap? Is he somewhere we can pick up cheaper? Or is he, as year one ticks over for this seven-year contract, is he going to pull his finger out and deliver us, well, more than 121, as greedy as that oh, sounds? It's such a selfish player, Brody Grundy. just does not give us the points we thoroughly deserve. Um yeah, remains to be seen. I'm not 
too sure. I've seen a few mutterings about the guy I think will be a trap. Mid only. Don't think too many people will go for him in the end, but in the the release of Supercoach or Supercoach opening, the madness that comes with that, I reckon people will start picking Braden Sear. And those people should absolutely not, under any circumstances, select Braden Sear at 300k in the midfield. You can kind of see the logic. He got picked up. He was kind of a surprise pickup back when the Pies did pick him up. Fans have wanted him to play as that big-bodied mid for years. Hasn't been able to get in. Adam Trelaw leaves. Maybe he can come in. He has performed at senior level uh, at times, and I can see, but I just don't see the void of significance being big enough that he jumps in and elevates himself, particularly in a sense of starting him. I think, I think hey, if he takes up that role in the one preseason game we're going to see and in the early couple of rounds, he starts pumping out big scores. Maybe we jump on, but I agree. I think he's a, a dangerous player to to start. Yeah, if you're in, if you're in draft leagues, though, could be one to snare very late to sit in your bench. Oh uh, yeah, you'd you'd be happy picking him up later in a draft for I sure. Say, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, have to wait and see on that one for for regular classic super coach uh, pass. Who are you passing on? I'm passing on Braden Maynard. I think I touched on him before. He's close. He's the, too much of a question mark between him and Crisp as to who's the lock. Maybe they both are. Maybe neither one of them are. Maynard obviously had an awesome season, uh, averaged 102 for the year, but had in the first six games averaged 110. In the last six games, averaged 105. But I'm avoiding him. Didn't like his finals output. And I think. Uh, you know the guys that jump up one year and elevate themselves, but I just want to see it locked in. I want to see it solidified. Yep, agreed. I, I don't hate that at all. And, you know, I've got another Collingwood defender I'm looking to pass on in Jeremy Howe. Was brilliant to start the season, averaged 120, um, you know, in the four games before doing his ACL, which, you know, awful for football because he's just such an exciting player to watch. Um just the combination of, you know, coming back from a long-term injury. It's the first really serious long-term injury he's had, uh, to my knowledge, off the top of my head, someone who doesn't know many things about anything. Um, but, yeah, I, I want to see him come back from that. And then also he's a premium in the back line. We've got premiums in the back line coming out of the wazoo this year. I'm going to pick one of them. And if Hal proves that he's going to average 120, 105, 110, whatever it is, I'll look to pick him up a bit later down the line yeah he's 30 gonna be you know close well 31 during the middle of the season coming back from that injury and i agree that it's the back line is not a place where we need to take risks in 2021 it's full of talent you can find it cheap you can find it expensive you don't need to take risks back there the midfield and the forward line are probably the places where and the ruck where we're going to take a risk or two and defense i think you can just lock it away yep agreed agreed and that's it. That is Collingwood. That is the Pocket Podcast. We've managed to keep it well under our, you know, into our, our time frame of 15 hours. Oh, it's longer than 15 minutes already. <laughs> it's longer than 15 minutes. Community, if you're listening, make sure you like and subscribe and give us a rating on whatever platform you're listening to. If you're on the website, make sure you share the links around. We're going to be doing this for 18 different teams. So don't unsubscribe if you're getting spammed. Just uh, endure with us and Hopefully, you can enjoy the season of Supercoach as it approaches us, Patch. It's been a pleasure. It has been an absolute pleasure. I will speak to you on the Port Adelaide podcast, but that might be the only one we do together on our own because we're going to share the love round. We're going to get the rest of the Inner Sanctum on the microphones. They're all going to be jumping in and doing a whole assortment of different 
um, different clubs, which I'm really excited for. I'm really excited to, to listen to the rest of them sort of take the Saves us having to do it as well. <laughs> that too, that too. Um, community, you're the best. Happy super coaching because it's back open. It's, it's a thing. Get, get to it.